Chapter 15 of Links in Rebecca's Life by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 15 The Cleansing Blood. It was a sunny Sabbath afternoon, and they were together in their pretty room, Rebecca and her husband. Frank Edwards, in his handsome dressing gown, the product of Rebecca's taste, with his feet encased in bright slippers of her choosing, and luxuriously resting on the arm of a low-backed couch, looked the picture of comfort and satisfaction. There was a glow of pleasure on Rebecca's face, and a brightness in her eyes that was even more marked than usual. She could not help feeling that a step forward had been taken. Sabbath afternoon, since her marriage, had been in one respect a trial. From the time Frank Edwards could remember, it had been his custom to eat a hearty dinner on the Sabbath, some two hours later than usual, and then to retire immediately to the depths of a great cushioned chair or the old-fashioned lounge in his room, and take a nap. When he awakened, the Sabbath was nearly spent, only time to prepare somewhat hastily for evening meeting. Rebecca's coming had not broken in upon this time-honored custom, and she, being one of those unfashionable young ladies, blessed with splendid health, and having always had a great deal to do, could not make herself sleepy or tired on Sabbath afternoon any more than at any other time. To spend the sacred hours of the day in this fashion was not in accordance with her ideas, and she set resolutely about breaking the chains that had held her husband. But I doubt if there are any chains harder to break than sleepy ones. Frank resolutely undertook to keep her company, and allowed himself to be read to, but no matter what book was selected, nor how animatedly Rebecca read, it only required ten minutes to read him into a refreshing nap, from which the first bell for evening service was the sound likely to awaken him. But on this particular afternoon there had been a victory. Wily Rebecca had beguiled her husband into helping her with the Sabbath school lesson, and had succeeded in getting him so interested that all thought of sleep seemed at last to be banished from his eyes. It was just at this point that his wife said, "'Frank, I wish you had a class in Sunday school.' It is such attractive work, and I think you would make an interesting teacher." "'Thank you,' he said laughingly. "'You mean if you were the scholar, I suppose. In that case I shouldn't mind being a teacher.' "'Frank, honestly, why won't you try it? It would be so much pleasanter for me. You don't know how I hate to start off alone in the morning.' "'You shouldn't do it, then,' he said lazily. "'You don't know how I hate to walk down to church alone after you are gone.' "'Why don't I? Well, I hardly know. A force of habit, I suppose. I never taught a class in my life.' Isn't that all the more reason why you should commence? Oh, I don't know. There isn't a dearth among that sort of workers, is there? Indeed there is. Real earnest workers, such as you would be. Why, Frank, Mr. Seymour occupies fully one-third of his time in filling vacancies. Huh, said her husband. I should like to see the superintendent of public schools consuming his time in that way. I know it, but you see rules on that subject don't apply. The superintendent of public schools would dismiss delinquents and fill their places. But suppose the Sunday school superintendents could do it, how would they fill their places? It is voluntary work, you see, and the church is full of members who stay at home just as you do." "'You are willing to admit that I am no worse than scores of others, are you?' her husband said good-naturedly, as he crossed one handsome foot over the other. "'Well, now that is encouraging, so far as it goes.' "'No, it isn't,' she said, with sparkling eyes and a little quiver of the lip. "'I can't like to see you in the company of scores of others. I should like my husband to be a beacon-light, that it would be safe for others to look to.' "'Sorry I disappoint you,' he said, with an attempt at a serio-comic tone, but with enough of the serious in it to make his face flush. "'You do,' she said earnestly, and her face glowed like fire. "'I am honest, Frank. You disappoint me in Christian energy. If you were not naturally energetic it wouldn't seem so strange, but you know you are a thorough, methodical, even an intense businessman. I cannot feel satisfied to see you doing nothing in the church or at home, just being a drone in religion.' "'You are Frank,' he said, and he laughed slightly but he took his feet down from the sofa-top and sat erect. "'I know it,' she answered quickly. "'You would not like me to be otherwise than Frank. 
It would give me the greatest possible joy if you would bring the same degree of energy into the church that you give to the world. Why haven't I a right to expect it, and be disappointed because you don't do it? The work is surely as important. You can see for yourself that it is not being done. Why isn't it your duty to try to do some of it? And, Frank, are you trying at all? Perhaps I am being unjust to you. Of course, I don't know how many things you may be doing that you say nothing about. But so far as I can see, it seems to me that in the direction of that which you and I profess to believe the most important work of all, you are doing nothing. He did not correct her. He had no disposition to do so. The fact is, and it struck him strangely enough at that moment, he was doing just nothing at all. He lived a correct moral life, faultless so far as outward appearance went, and his name was on the church roll, and that was the whole of it. Coming in daily contact with such Christian living as Rebecca was trying to make, it struck him as a strange contrast. "'I was never brought up to do Christian work,' he said thoughtfully. "'I suppose that makes a difference.' "'Neither were you brought up to be a banker,' Rebecca said quickly. "'Don't you know you told me how your mother struggled against your being confined to business, how she wanted you to be a gentleman of leisure and attend to your rents and real estate generally, and how you insisted that you must go into business, that you did not believe in an American gentleman, with good health and youth on his side, being a man of leisure, however large his property?' "'You would make an excellent lawyer,' her husband answered, smiling faintly. Then they sat in silence. Presently he said, "'I would be willing to be a Sunday school teacher for the sake of pleasing you if I understood the art, but you are mistaken in supposing that I would make a good one. It requires a sort of talent that I don't possess. Take this very lesson, for instance, in which you are so much interested today. I couldn't teach it. Beyond the bare facts of the case, which can be gotten by reading it over together, I see nothing to say.' I'll be hanged if I see how it is possible to consume half an hour in talking about it to intelligent people who are able to grasp the account at first reading. And yet I know there are teachers who will consider half an hour too short a time to bring out all the points. But, Frank, you haven't studied it. How could you expect to be prepared to teach it without making the preparation? I might study it for a week, and the bare facts of the case would be there just as they are now, and I don't see how they would be a bit clearer. There is no mystery about it. It is a plain, clear statement, as direct and as clear as a report of bank stock, and that is all there is about it. How would going over and over it make matters any better? Suppose I had that class of youngsters that they are all the time at me to take. What could I do with them in view of this lesson? Oh, Frank, I see so many things that you could do. Don't you know Fred Nelson is in that class? And see how like the captive maid he is situated. Away from home all the week, you know, working in that shop, surrounded by all sorts of young men, and, as nearly as I can discover when I talk with him, Every one is as sick with the leprosy of sin as ever Naaman was, and Fred is the only Christian. I was thinking of that class when I was studying this lesson, and wishing I could have a chance to remind Fred what a work the little maiden accomplished, by simply wishing that her master could know the great prophet. I am almost afraid that Fred never has any courage to say anything about his powerful friend to the boys, or the master. "'Go on,' said her husband, smiling. "'The more you say, the more you convince me that you were intended for a Sunday school teacher, and I wasn't.' Now I might have taught Fred Nelson a dozen years, and I should never have thought of any possible connection between him and the little captive maid. "'I don't see how you are going to be sure of that,' Rebecca said earnestly, "'until you are willing to make the test, and see for yourself whether there is anything in these lessons that fit individual needs. To be sure there are not many of them so fruitful as this, but they all surprise me because of the way in which they fit into present experiences.' "'As fruitful as this,' Frank said incredulously. I tell you I never read a story that seemed more barren. Interesting to be sure, but just as much so to read over alone as with a teacher. There is nothing that has anything to do with present experiences. There is no leprosy now, and if there were, there is no profit to cure it. 
no Jordan to wash in to be healed of anything. It all belongs to a dispensation that is past, and while it proves the power of God, it proves it just as clearly without a teacher saying a word. She interrupted him. Oh, Frank, no leprosy now? I wish there wasn't. Surely you see how wonderfully in every respect it fits as a type of sin, so slight in its beginnings, so inevitable in its results, so awfully hereditary, so hopeless of cure by any human means. Then you know there is a Jordan and a prophet to point thither now as then. Oh, Frank, it seems to me the most wonderful lesson. That class ought to have it taught to them as few lessons are. Think how perfect a name in they have in it. I believe Randall Morse is ready to do anything earthly, except the simple one that is required, in order to be cured. He professes, you know, to desire to find the way, to be willing to do anything. He is willing to give his time and his father's money. He would go on a mission to Africa, a pilgrimage to China. I think he would do anything but the simple one, washing in the Jordan. He is just as proud as Naaman was, and that is all that stands in his way. The way of salvation is too simple and too humbling to one whose father is worth a million. I want him to have the story of the haughty leper pressed home on his conscience. Then Frank in that very same class is poor Harry Turner, groping along in the darkness, too humble to believe himself saved. Someone ought to show him how prompt and entire Naaman's cure was the minute he obeyed. It took no time. It was so sweet and entire a cleansing. It will surely give Harry courage, if he is only reminded of the similarity between his sickness and that of Naaman. Then there is Willard Barnes, half indignant because his prayer for his father is not answered. I know that is his state of mind, though I don't think he realizes it. If I get a chance I want to remind him that Naaman's washing himself in the Jordan six times would have done no sort of good, if by that time he had concluded that he ought to be healed without any more bathing and gone away. Frank, I think it is a wonderful lesson." "'It depends, I tell you, into whose hands it falls,' her husband said, regarding her with a mixture of amusement and respect. "'You have given me more ideas about Naaman than I ever had in my life before. I tell you, I shouldn't have thought of these applications. Though they are remarkably applicable to the boys in that class, I will admit. It is just for them. I do hope they will have the right kind of a teacher for next Sunday. Frank, I would risk you before any of the teachers in that school if you would take hold of it with all your heart. It is well to have a good opinion of one's husband, he said, putting up his feet again, even if that opinion is unmerited. There is another point to the lesson, Rebecca said in a low tone, more important, I think, to us as Christians than all others. Say on. I am getting decidedly interested in the old heathen, and all that pertains to him. It is not about the heathen. It is the wonderful prayer given to us to use in the golden text. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Only think of it, Frank, whiter than snow. That is our privilege to stand before God so white that even the whitest thing we know is shadowed in comparison. And yet how little we try for it, how little of the whiteness we are willing to accept. We seem rather anxious to have the soiled garments left about us. Her husband regarded her with an interested yet half-puzzled face. Presently he said, "'I am not sure that I follow your thought. Do you mean that perfection of whiteness is attainable here?' "'That is what it says, Frank, and it says it in so many places, that he is able to make us pure.' "'I don't know about that doctrine. It is very nice theoretically, but practically we do not seem to attain to it. That is, nobody does so far as I can see. It is a continued repetition of the story. Sinning and repenting, sinning and repenting, seems to be our lot this side of the river. I am inclined to think we must keep at it till we get rid of our bodies. So we must, if we are to do it. But, Frank, that is the very blunder, I think. We are willing to be cleansed in the Jordan, but after that we want to see to it ourselves that we do not get sick again, and because we fail, because we find that we cannot attain to perfect health any more than we could cure ourselves of leprosy, 
instead of resting in the strength of one who said his grace was sufficient and that he was able to keep us from falling we go right on sinning and repenting as you say and assuring ourselves that such is the way and that with such living the lord who redeemed us must be content he mustn't expect us to trust him entirely until we get away from earth is that fair what are you trying to prove he asked looking utterly bewildered i am trying to prove that you and i and most of the christian world are trying to make ourselves good we were willing to trust christ for salvation from punishment but as for trusting him to keep our feet from falling we don't mean to do any such thing we are going to look after our own feet and teach them by gradual steps by the law of progression the law of growth and any other natural law that we can bring to bear on it to attain to a state of goodness not to be kept today but to attain next year to a place where we can keep ourselves isn't that it that is queer talk he said doubtfully i know it isn't it queer living i never realized until a few days ago that i was trusting myself instead of christ i have even felt a sort of complacency at night when thinking over the day i have done wrong in that thing i said and in that but in that other matter i came off conqueror i am stronger today than i was last week oh well that is encouraging i can't of course expect to be perfect all in a minute i can only keep pressing on now whose goodness is that frank but mine who am i trusting whom do i mean cannot make me free from my besetting sins in a minute mr frank edwards arose suddenly and began a slow steady walk up and down the room his hands pushed into the pockets of his dressing-gown and his face wearing a thoughtful not to say troubled look at last he spoke rebecca your religion means a great deal more to you i am inclined to think than mine does to me i have always thought so i begin to feel sure of it we must look into this matter you have taken me a step beyond my bearings i want to understand what you mean let us study this thing in the meantime if you think it will be best and right i will take that class next sunday and try to give them some of your ideas about naaman and themselves rebecca sprang up suddenly and went over to him as he paused in his walk such a light in her eyes as he had not seen for many a day and the words she spoke were surely enough for him that she thought his decision was best and right end of chapter fifteen